This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Mike Buffalo. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We are back uh, once again, our favorite time of week, as we dive into our picks uh, for Week 8 in the NFL. And uh, we did some tallies, I think, on this, Dylan. And, you know, I think we go throughout this thing so far through eight weeks, I guess. Uh, we feel like we miss a lot of these games, but mm-hmm. I think we're doing okay so far. We're doing fine. Doing all right. I think after uh, we, we were laughing because going into last week, we were tied up. I believe I have a one-game lead on you now yep. after picking, I think, the Saints and Titans games correctly, whereas there was one that you beat me on, I think Vikings over line. <laughs> so other than that, we've been pretty even, though, and doing all right. I mean, we could be doing a little better, but some you know missed kick here or there, a little fumble here or there, maybe where you have a couple more wins under our belts. <laughs> well, as I go through our sheet here, I'm looking, and it looks like we have maybe three or four games we're picking differently this week including both of us having what's probably considered pretty big upsets uh so we'll get to those so we'll see if uh those happen to pay off for us uh (laughs) this week but uh, let's go ahead and jump in and just for the the spoiler uh the big upset is not the one for thursday night we will tell you that um that is the washington redskins uh taking on the fighting Kirk cousins uh minnesota vikings 16 and a half point favorites for the vikings uh, that's that's nuts. Um, but to be honest with you, I didn't make this my lock of the week, uh, but I can certainly see the Vikings winning this game by three touchdowns. Uh, this, I mean, again, we don't usually spend a lot of time on a Thursday night game. You guys will be listening to this either while it's going on or after it's over. Um, but this is a, a clear sort of they're going to give Kirk Cousins all the opportunity to completely uh, decimate his former team, and uh, this should be a pretty convincing win here for the Vikings. Yeah, it's kind of funny. A couple of years ago, these quarterbacks were playing for the opposite teams uh, yeah. with uh, Keenum on the Vikings and then Cousins still in Washington. That, yeah, it's, it's, one thing hasn't changed. The Vikings are uh, a pretty successful franchise and the Redskins are not. So going yep. into this one, I think, yeah, picking the Vikings wasn't a difficult decision, especially at home. But regardless of where this game was, you're going to go with Minnesota. Obviously, Kirk Cousins, as we've talked about, has been rolling. Uh, regardless of the opponent, now he gets another weaker opponent. He seems to thrive against these type of teams. And for Minnesota, I, I did consider it as a lock of the week because we've seen them blow out a lot of their opponents. They've, they've had some closer games where they've lost, but a lot of their wins have not really been 
been all that close. The, and last week against Detroit, I mean, they still end up winning by double digits. It's, it's been a been an exciting time for if you're a Vikings fan. They're playing so much better on offense, and I don't think the defense is really going to struggle against this Redskins team. There's uh, a lot of question marks. They, I mean, yes, they, they covered great for them, covering against the 49ers last week. They can give Mother Nature a little assist on that one, but I don't think they're going to have too much success in the Dome in Minnesota tonight. No, probably not. And uh, we were laughing in the last episode about uh, Mr. October, Kirk Cousins, and he's got a chance to to really <laughs> just – Yeah, I mean, he's got a chance to put together one of the best October stat lines in history, I guess. Uh, he could throw for five touchdowns in this one. Uh, but, you know, the, the Adam Thielen injury, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, the Vikings, I don't think they're going to have any issues here. They should get a big win. Um, all right, we have another double-digit spread, and you were pointing mm-hmm. this out uh, before we started recording. Uh, the Bengals and the Rams are going to play in London – 13 and a half point favorites are the Rams uh, in this one. And once again, I, this, I mean, honestly, it, it almost feels very similar to the Vikings and the Redskins game because uh, you've got sort of a situation where the Rams found their momentum on offense last week uh, against the Falcons. Now they get a terrible defensive team in the Bengals who just simply, uh, again, we, we think there's a very good chance the Bengals and the Dolphins are going to be winless heading into their Week 16 game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is set up, maybe the London factor, you, you add a little bit more unpredictability, but clearly, I mean, I'm picking the Rams here. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, and this 13-and-a-half, I almost considered this, to be honest with you, uh, as my lock because I can mm-hmm. definitely see the Rams winning by three touchdowns here. Yeah, I considered it as well. The Rams and all their victories this year have covered, but I will say for the if the Bengals have done anything decently well is is covering spreads. They're three and four against the spread, so I I laid off this one as my lock of the week. They usually find a way to kind of stay closer than you think. But, I mean, if we just go back to last week, if the Rams play as well as they did in that game, it, it should be a much bigger result in terms of the final score. The Bengals do not have the offensive firepower as the Falcons. And on the flip side, their defense is right there with Atlanta's in terms of its ineptitude. So I think the Rams are going to cruise to a victory. I, they've played well in London under Sean McVay the last couple of years. Yes, this team definitely isn't on quite the level of those units quite yet. But uh, the offensive line is probably not going to struggle too much with the Bengals' defensive front. That's the one thing with the Rams we always worry about week in and week out. And on the flip side, the Rams defense really put a solid performance together against a, a Falcons offense, which despite them struggling with scoring a lot of points, the Bengals can't really say that for them. I think the Rams will cruise to a win and wouldn't be surprised if they covered. But just the, the Bengals always find a way, it feels like, <laughs> to just barely cover some of these spreads. I, I think I've picked them against them as the lock of the week twice and have missed those. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> not going to get burned again by uh, old Zach Taylor and, and Andy Dalton. <laughs> these guys are just find a way to cover the spread. Yeah, I know, and I hear you. And listen, fantasy wise, you better be firing up Todd Gurley, Daryl Henderson. Uh, mm-hmm. Fire those guys up because it's uh, it should be a blowout, and yeah. I think you'll see. They can't uh, defend the run at all. No, not <laughs> at all. And that's what's uh, even someone like Daryl Henderson to me is very intriguing because uh, Malcolm Brown not playing, and so it's yeah. I mean, it's just wide open. Rams should be able to do what they want to. We're both going with the Rams on this one. Uh, all right, next up, <laughs> we've got another team that's just really lost its way, and that's uh, well-documented here on this podcast. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, not that team, as they're three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Falcons. On my sheet here, on our, our pick sheet that we do every week, this is not my lock of the week. However, <laughs> it is now because I don't even think when I went through this, I was realizing that it was only three-and-a-half uh, yeah. I will take that all day, every day, given the fact that it sounds like Matt Ryan probably isn't going to play. 
Um, yep. I guess still to be determined, but uh, Matt Schaub on the other side, who I mentioned in the last podcast, I didn't even realize was still in the league, uh, and I think a lot of people are like that at this point. Uh, I just don't know how you go against the Seahawks here. Uh, maybe it's one of those deals where eh, early game, you're traveling to Atlanta. I don't know. But mm-hmm. this, to me, feels like it should be a lot higher because the Falcons have completely just, as we know, I mean, they they just don't know where they're going right now. And, and the fact that we could see a coaching change after this, um, lay it all on the Seahawks here because <laughs> there's no trust in the Falcons whatsoever. Yeah, no, if you can get the bet on three and a half now, I would do it just because it's moving the opposite direction. There's some of the books where they've closed it because of the whole Matt Ryan factor, and it's looking, the last report was that he's still out of practice and they're preparing his job's going to be the starter. So if you can still get that three and a half point spread, go for it. It's probably going to be closer to six, seven, I guess, by the end of the by the end of the weekend I, I picked seattle as well i should probably should do my lock of the week here but i got another one coming up <laughs> uh, i do think they'll though you know if you're if you are going to bet a pl- place a bet on this game in a 3.5 spread i would do it now and <laughs> yes. I, seattle for all their struggles against some of the teams that better teams as i had talked about before before they played the ravens even even though i picked them to win that game they've you know they've got some really close wins against some teams that are not that great they, they've eked one out against the Rams, so that's a solid win but in both of their losses they've been punched in the mouth by better teams in this case they're playing a falcons team which is not that team and i i don't think russell wilson's gonna have any problem no. putting up big points against atlanta I expect chris carson to be a huge fantasy play um, as he always is but especially against Atlanta and with their offense it's going to be brutal if <laughs> with Matt Ryan not going I'm not sure where you go in terms of production They're, usually when you have a backup QE you're going to want to run the ball more they haven't been able to run the ball at all their offensive line struggled quite a bit it's going to be a rough one for them and for Seattle uh, another break for them it feels like <laughs> a lot of their <laughs> schedule they've they face backup quarterbacks or guys that are injured they've had a, all these little things that go their way week in and week out and here's another one where uh, despite their uh, loss last week and not a pretty one I think they should cruise to a victory here yeah this should be a blowout and like you said that three and a half probably not going to stick and so maybe i'll offer just a backup lock of the week later um (laughs) but this is for sure fire i mean if that's still out there again like you said a lot of people are probably closing this thing knowing that ryan's probably not going to play now um but my goodness that's still out there that's for me that's easy that's easy because Mm -hmm. i just don't i don't see any situation here and knowing that the Falcons could be making that coaching change here real soon. Uh, this could be one of those where we saw it go really bad last week against the Rams. We could just see it go just as bad this week, and then that kind of leaves no doubt uh, that the Falcons uh, may wind up making a move there. So, um, all right, let's go to the next one, and that is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles hitting the road to take on the Buffalo Bills. These are Dylan's two teams here. Uh, he picked the Eagles <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. The Bills have been his team throughout the season. Uh, Bills are one and a half point favorites here, and this is uh, one that that's kind of a sneaky good game uh, if you look at it, especially what's probably I guess on the line for the Eagles here. Um, it's uh, there's no doubt about it, Dylan. This is a big game for the Eagles because uh, we, we've we've talked about it. Their their secondary issues well documented. Uh, their defense they've got to get on a roll here. And and while I think the the Bills could have a big game offensively, uh, like John Brown, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it's it's such a and you don't again we hate saying that I guess the term must win but I mean we are at a week eight now and and I think we're getting closer to being able to use that term with mm-hmm. with some validity I guess because uh, the Eagles are in a spot where they really need to get this win and I guess I will lean on them to do that here. 
Yeah, I had, a, I had a tough choice in this one. I, I could see both ends of the a spectrum here. I, I do think the Bills' defense poses a huge threat to the Eagles and what they've been able to do this year with all the all the struggles in their offensive line, too, in Philadelphia with injuries. It makes it a tough one. I'm, I picked Philadelphia. I'm, I'm still... I'm like feeling like do I go back the other way? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Eagles here in terms of their schedule. It does ease up eventually quite a bit. Uh, so if there's anything positive for them, the Cowboys' schedule does have some tougher games coming up, whereas theirs does not. But if they don't win this one, their next three are tough. They play the Bears, the Patriots, and the Seahawks all at home. Yeah, which is kind of they have three straight home games against their toughest opponents coming up on the schedule. After that, it eases up a ton. But this is a huge one, and, and it's rain in the forecast. It might be kind of an ugly game like we saw in uh, San Fr- or in, uh, Washington last week between the 49ers and Redskins. And maybe that bodes well for the Bills in their running game. But uh, the one thing for the Eagles, other than against the Cowboys, which have been one of the best rushing teams in the NFL, the Eagles have defended the run quite well. And I think they'll respond this week. And I think that's going to make it tougher for uh, Josh Allen and the Bills offense. They're not a team that has had a ton of success through the air. Maybe this is the game where we see it. And there is one thing where the Eagles have given up a lot of big plays over the top. But I, I just I, I feel like the Eagles are going to find a way. I, I'm not completely off the bandwagon. I'm, I'm close. I still don't think they're a Super Bowl contender at this point anymore. But I, I still think there's something to be said about what Carson Wentz and that offense can do when they're clicking and what the uh, run defense has been able to do. So I'm going to pick Philadelphia to eke one out here. But it's going to be a close one. It, my, it's probably going to be a field goal game either way. Yeah, I I wonder about that one too. This is one of the ones that I had the most trouble with because I, I can definitely see the Bills winning this uh, based on that defense, like you said, based mm-hmm. on weather conditions. Um, you yeah, you could see it be an ugly type of game, and and with Josh Allen's you know running ability, maybe the Bills have a little bit more possibility there. If it is a game yeah. where we're not seeing a lot of passes, um, yeah, it could again. That's this this is another one. I you know it's certainly in the game of the week conversation maybe because. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two teams a lot on the line here for the bills especially to get another big win uh, to move them to where there's like we said could be sitting pretty here in a couple weeks uh, for the eagles uh, they definitely need to get a win here all right we finally made it to this one um this is like picking between i don't know pick uh. pick two things you can't trust and this is exactly what it's like picking between it uh we had the same scenario last week with the titans and the chargers well look who pops up again the chargers and the other team i guess you could throw in that trio now uh the chicago bears uh, the bears are three and a half point favorites in this one um i, I don't know for me this is just flip a coin uh, to be honest i i've changed my pick on this multiple times here at first i had the chargers now i'm gonna pick the bears i have no clue so once again just like we said with the titans and the chargers if you're someone who wants full confidence from either of us on this pick, you're probably not going to get it. And if you're someone who's like, you know what, I have a good $100 bill laying around, I want to spend it on something this week, do not spend it on the Chargers and the Bears in any way, shape, or form because you're probably going to lose money. There you go, Dylan. Yeah. That's my rant. These teams, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know in terms of the final score. I don't think it's going to be that pretty. I I have the Bears winning. That's mostly based on my philosophy at this point to just pick against the Chargers, regardless of who they're facing, other than maybe the Dolphins or Redskins. Um, I the the one thing though that at least in terms of looking kind of the stats for these two teams, the Bears this year have if they've struggled with anything, which is weird for this defense going back to last season. They've been kind of middle of the pack uh, against the run on average um, with yeah. their rush defense DVOA. Meanwhile, the Chargers, a team that we think with Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, is supposed to be able to run the ball. They're thirtieth 
and rush offense DVOA, which is they're that's not just based on the skill position, guys. Their offensive line's beat up. It's not playing well. All right, well, when we bash on a lot of these offensive lines in the NFL for struggling, and uh, I think the Chargers are one that perhaps we should probably give <laughs> a little more discredit to. They have not played yeah. well, and I think it's going to be a really tough matchup for them. On the flip side, the Chargers defense towards the bottom of DVO rankings, and uh, you know for a Bears offense that hasn't been able to do much, I feel like they're going to find enough plays here and there to score some points. And I just at this point with the way the Chargers are trending, I think the Bears are going to bounce back. They still have faith in their season, although as we've talked about, their schedule does not line up all that well over the course of the whole season for them to uh, get into the playoffs, especially the Vikings and Packers playing so well. But in this one, I think at home, I think they'll bounce back. The Chargers, I, I, there's still just so many issues. I'm going to go with Chicago here. It's not going to be pretty, though. I, I don't. <laughs> I feel a little, maybe a little more confident than uh, what you're kind of saying about this game in terms of who's going to win just because of my complete lack of faith in the Chargers. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if Phillip Rivers just found it and suddenly throws four touchdowns. You know, like he, he's, I yeah. think he still has that kind of game in him uh, at a certain time. I think this is going to be a rock fight. Um, it's going to be like who doesn't want or, you know, who wants to win the game the least, I, I guess. I don't know who's going to lose here because I don't know. It's it, I don't have any confidence. You have a little bit. I honestly don't have any here because I am picking the Bears too, but I don't have any confidence in that offense. But what you said and what this is why I ultimately picked the Bears it just feels like one of those games where you know, we are all reeling on the Bears right now, and they're getting, you know, after that loss to the Saints, everybody's just really unhappy. It just feels like one of those games where they come out, maybe put up a quick mm-hmm. couple touchdowns on the board in the first quarter. It's possible. You know, and, and that's just what it feels like to me. We could see them really come out sort of on a mission and, and jump out early. And I think in that scenario, you just we don't have enough trust in the Chargers to be able to, to come back from, let's say, a double-digit deficit uh, on the road in this scenario, especially this particular team. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're both going with the Bears, but like I said, I'm, that one worries me a little bit. Um, all right, this next one, not as hard to pick, at least for me, and probably not <laughs> yeah, for no, Dylan. Not since, for me. Uh, yeah. The New York Giants at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are six-and-a-half-point favorites here. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I spent all this time trying to keep away Matthew Stafford, Ty Johnson, um, and Matt Prater from the guy that I'm playing in one of my fantasy leagues this week. Ultimately, I only wound up getting Matt Prater, which is very frustrating. <laughs> um, but <laughs> like that should tell you what you need to know. Uh, the, the Lions should be able to put up points in a hurry here. Um, they're my pick, and I, I did make them the lock of the week for this reason. You know, all the, the stuff surrounding the, the trade of Quandre Diggs to, to the Seahawks, and, and everybody, you know, the players run happy. They're posting this stuff on, on social media and all that. It's mm-hmm. a locker room leader. You lose a guy like that. Do you worry about a team coming out flat in that scenario? That's the only reason. I still think the Lions win this game no matter mm-hmm. what, but that was my only reasoning, I guess, for not going with this is my lock of the week. But if they do come out and play like we think they're going to, uh, Matt Stafford should throw for five or six touchdowns, and, and this should be a comfortable victory uh, for the Lions. Yeah, if you just look at the two records of these teams, you might think it's going to be a closer game. One team, two and five. Other two, three and one. Not exactly a yeah. standout for in terms of me picking this as my lock of the week, but I am because the Giants' pass defense is awful and Matthew Stafford is on fire against much better defenses than the Giants. He was still putting up huge uh, production against the Vikings last week. Has played well in all their games against better defenses and uh, better pass defenses. Even the Chiefs, uh, from all the things we've knocked on their defense, most of it starts with their inability to stop the run. He 
threw all over them as well. And I think he's going to have a huge day. And I, I, for the Giants, I, I, you know, we, I thought, you know, we went back to that Patriots game. We, we had some confidence in them, and then they come out flat. And I just, I'm not really confident in what they're going to be able to do here. I know, as you mentioned, with all the the things going on in the Lions locker room, I think this is still a team that is going to, instead of letting that frustration get to them in terms of distracting them from playing well, I think if anything, it's going to make them more motivated to make a point on the field, especially for a team. Again, at two, three, and one, this team's much better than that. They, I yeah. mean, they deserved a better result in Green Bay last week. They got, you know, lose a shootout to Kirk Cousins. But if Kirk Cousins isn't on top of his game completely, I mean, we, maybe we have a different result there. So for the Lions, I think this is a good football team. And the Giants at this point, down the line, maybe they're going to be. But right now, they're still a team with, uh, you know, since that first game, Daniel Jones's performance and uh, efficiency and all that stuff has kind of dropped off. At still believe that's a product of the system he's in and the, you know, the the offensive line and different issues they have there. I think long-term still, again, uh, don't jump off the off the bandwagon, <laughs> Giants fans. Stay on right now so you can tell everybody that did jump off while they were struggling that you're still on. But for, for this week, I, I'm going to pick the Lions. I think they're going to uh, win by more than seven points easily. I think it's going to be a, a double-digit game. Yeah, the over-under on this one is like 48.5, 49 uh, in mm-hmm. some places. I, I would go over. I, I don't – you know, again, with the, the situation with the Lions defense and knowing that the Lions are going to put up a lot of points – um, I would say that this is a, a pretty high-scoring game, so I would probably hit the over uh, on that one because there's there should be some, some offense uh, here in this one. Um, all right, let's go to uh, another duo of teams here that, uh, I don't know, I guess they're they're kind of unreliable too. Uh, so we're talking about with the Chargers and the Bears, but uh, I guess you probably have to put these two teams in that group, uh, one of them for sure, which we've talked about on the podcast here uh, for several weeks. The Bucks are hitting the road to take on the Titans. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, we could have had our matchup again between Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, uh, but instead uh, it's going to be Ryan Tannehill, who's looked pretty good so far uh, in, in relief of, of Mariota. And uh, for me, Dylan, this always goes back to, to one thing. It's not – it's hard to believe, but this isn't actually about my trust with the Titans – uh, it's about my trust with Jameis Winston. And, and obviously mm-hmm. I, that to me is probably what determines the outcome of this game. Yeah, I, it's a, another one. It's very similar, but in a in a more of an offensive standpoint. But uh, I think it's similar still in terms of the uh, Chargers-Bears kind of factor where you're talking about teams where it's going to be kind of ugly. Maybe this one will be more points than that one at least. But I, I again, I mean, I, yes, picked the Titans last week, but the, I mean, they easily – could have blown that game against the chargers and this one i'm gonna go with tampa bay and it's 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 just uh kind of looking at some of the stat stuff but i have a feeling that the titans again i said this early in the season when they lost to the colts after their big week one win against the browns i i was like you know they, they always find a way in these games at home where you're like you sh- they should win and they're gonna it's gonna be a big one for them to get in back in the standings and then they find a way to lose <laughs> and uh, the buccaneers are a team that for everything that you know for a two and four team with all their inconsistency they could be three and three if they make that field goal against the giants they've had they they fought back at least in that game against the uh panthers in london and uh you know the titans defense is good and i think if there's one thing though that both these teams do well is defend the run and the uh tampa bay is first in dvoa against run uh, against the run so that's one thing where i kind of tipped the scale a bit for me though uh with how much i feel like at this point tennessee really has to rely on running the ball and getting that going and ryan Tannehill did play better than we've seen from Mariota and 
gives them a better chance to win probably at this point. But in this one, I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. I'm going to, you know, I don't <laughs> don't feel confident <laughs> ever in picking either of these teams, but you got to pick one when they face each other. So in this one, I think that will be the edge. Tampa Bay does not rely so much on running the ball. Tennessee does a great job defending the run, not so much through the air. So I think Tampa Bay is going to be able to put up some points and find a way to win this one. At some point, one of us are going to be confident enough to pick a, to pick a tie in, in one of these games. Um, <laughs> and we're going to get it right, and we're just going to let you know. Um, all right. I don't even know if I've done this before on the podcast. I, people are going to find it hard to believe because if anyone, the regular listeners, know where I stand here on the Titans. But I am actually going to pick them to win this game uh, because, like you said, it's like, oh, here we go. It's time to start believing in the Titans again. <laughs> Let's get on the train. Let's pick them to win games. And... We'll see what happens, but we usually know what happens when we start doing that. But still, I'm going to pick them here because I do think it's a good spot. Um, certainly, you know, if Jameis plays well, Chris Godwin is just a, a feast, but I don't know. Maybe getting Jeffrey Simmons on that defense now, the way he played against the Chargers, um, if he can come out, maybe add that same type of pressure here against the Bucs, get Jameis rattled. Uh, we'll see. And Corey Davis, who I was talking all bad about <laughs> on our podcast uh, on the last episode, and I wound up actually putting him at number 10. I saw in that. The waiver wire <laughs> pickups, and I just I made a last-second change. I was looking at it. I'm like, you know what? If there's a week to pick him up, this may be it because uh, it could be a a higher scoring game here um, if both offenses maybe play well. And if Corey Davis is, is he finally ready to break out? It seems like we've been talking about this forever. Uh, This is a game where I think we find that out because he should be able to have a pretty big game here uh, because he clearly has the the connection with Ryan Tannehill. So we'll see if uh, picking up Corey Davis uh, is going to be more than just a a short-term possibility here uh for fantasy owners so um all right to the next one that is uh the denver broncos heading to indianapolis to take on the colts five and a half point favorites are the colts in this one um certainly the broncos look a little different now because uh manuel sanders is with a new team and Cortland sutton becomes the man there Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the passing game um, and how he handles that role, to me, Dylan, is one of the more intriguing parts of not just this game but for the Broncos going forward um, because you don't have someone like Emmanuel Sanders on the field to take attention away. Uh, so we'll see what happens there with that passing offense. You figure the Broncos going to be playing behind here in this one. The Colts uh, certainly, I mean, they, they kind of look like a team getting the win over the Texans and and trying to to build that confidence again to win, try to win this division. Uh, the Colts are the better pick here, especially I think with that five and a half points. I think they should be able to take care of business um, and just keep on rolling here with another big win. Yeah, real quick, I'm going to retroactively make the Buccaneers my upset of the week. I made a, a slight change to a pick oh, later down the line. But let me get into the <laughs> let me get into this game. Um, in terms of the Colts, if there's any reason to think they're going to struggle, they have struggled giving up uh, you know five, six, seven yard runs. Teams kind of can run on them. The, uh, you know the Broncos that are going to have to rely on that as they always do with Joe Flacco. Forever, whatever you want to say about him, a few years ago, he's not the QB that won that Super Bowl. He was only really that QB for that one stretch there. And I for this. Game, Game. I mean, the Colts coming off some big wins. Broncos uh, reeling after a really devastating loss where you feel like they had a shot after the Mahomes injury. 
but again they're gonna have to rely on the run i do think it's gonna be closer than maybe people think and i think that's why the 5.5 spread given how these two teams have played lately it might seem a little low but i can see why that makes sense and it's part of why i wouldn't feel completely comfortable making this my lock of the week but i just think the colts are too good as a team i think they're still going to be able to score points even though denver's defense has responded outside of you know last week and yeah, you know, before that they were really playing quite well, and I think they're gonna they're gonna have a decent week. But the Colts have too much in terms of their balance on both offense and defense. The defense is starting to play better. That's not going to bode well for uh, Joe Flacco. And if they can get some any sort of pressure on him, and he really really struggles. That's the one thing when he when he actually has time, he's been fine. And the Colts aren't a team that's really scares you in terms of their pass rush. But I think in this one they're gonna find a way to get the win. I just don't I just don't know if I can really pick them to be uh, you know winning by six seven points in this one. I can see it being more of a three four point game yeah it should be a, a close one and, and like you said i i don't know I, I i go back and forth on this one because i think the colts could could take care of business here pretty convincingly not knowing what that offense may look like without emmanuel sanders um but yeah the broncos there's just something about them like we saw you know in, in some of those games that they're they're stingy enough, and and they probably have some some good enough options, especially maybe on defense to to do some things. And and we'll see as they progress throughout the rest of the season. But could just be one of those teams that it's not fun to play against, uh, and maybe you're, you know able to keep it close in a game like this. But yeah, the mm-hmm. Colts uh, probably the better pick here. Um, all right, here we go. The Cardinals at the Saints. The Saints are ten point favorites in this one. Uh, spoiler alert here: this was my lock of the week. Before I decided to make the, the the Seahawks my pick there at three and a half, which again <laughs> could could not even matter uh, since that line is probably going to go up. But here's a backup one for me uh, because I you know Drew Brees is just a I don't know this guy's just not human, um, <laughs> and it appears that uh, you know he, he's getting ready to to return sooner rather than later. Um, and in this one, I just don't. I just the Cardinals. I, I get it. I mean, they're a team that yes, that they get a win against a, a team like the Giants, but I just have no confidence in them mm-hmm. uh, to be able to to score enough consistently to win a game like this against the Saints. I think the Saints are a lock here. I guess, like I said, in my my backup lock of the week uh, because I, I just think they're gonna they're gonna handle the Cardinals in this game. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd feel pretty comfortable betting on the Saints to cover here, too. Uh, I, you know, even going back to some of these previous weeks and games where with Teddy Bridgewater, still have been able to pick them because you just feel so confident about what that defense has become. Such a solid unit that continues to climb up the DVO rankings week in, week out. And if you're watching the games, you can see exactly why. This team is firing on all cylinders on that side of the ball. Their pass rush is scary. Their secondary has been coming together. They had that really tough injury to Eli Apple at the end of the game against the Bears. So hopefully, you know, long term they're able to figure things out but i don't think it's going to be too big of a struggle against the cardinals arizona still could put up some points but their defense don't be fooled by them only giving up 21 points to the giants the giants were not <laughs> playing well last week and i i don't see any way regardless of who's like quarterback for the saints that they're going to be able to limit uh, new orleans to anything under 30 uh, points really i mean yeah. th- their their offensive lines on uh, just so nails they have you know weapons everywhere Latavius Murray even if Alvin Kamara can't play you can see what they're able to do in their versatility as an offense special teams are a team that makes plays they, they just make plays all over the field and the Cardinals you know maybe they're still a team in rebuilding we knew this wasn't really going to be a year where you feel like especially in that division which you know every team's at least at 500 uh, with the Cardinals and all the other three teams being having winning records that I mean maybe Arizona's played better than I thought at certain points but I don't think they're going to have enough here in New Orleans to get a win against the Saints team that will be rejuvenated 
by Breeze coming back or still, you know, riding the, the wave of Teddy Bridgewater and how he's really started. The, it, we Every week it feels like he's playing better. Yeah, and I mean, again, we can't forget just how good they looked against the Bears. And while we don't trust the Bears and the Bears haven't been exactly defensively, you know, what they were and certainly mm-hmm. their offense is struggling, that was a really impressive win to go into Chicago, get a win like that. And now you come home against the Cardinals team uh, that certainly has a lot of flaws on defense. So, yeah, the Saints feel like a – a pretty good pick uh, here in this one. Uh, all right, the next one, the New York Jets at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, the Jags are six-point favorites in this one. All right, so I guess this is where I try to explain why I'm picking the Jets here to be my upset of the week, and maybe I am alone <laughs> on an island in this one. Um, for anyone that watched the Monday night game between the, <laughs> the Patriots and the Jets, um, everyone has got to be like, this guy is certifiably nuts. Um, we are unsubscribing to the podcast because I don't know what this guy's thinking. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't know either. But it just is one of those <laughs> spots where I'll tell you, it's almost like we completely erase what we saw in that game against the Patriots, mm-hmm. and we, we more contribute that to the Patriots and just how quickly things can go south against a team like that. Whereas the Jags, yeah, they got a win against the Bengals, um, but everybody's gotten a win against the Bengals. And <laughs> I've, you know, I've been on the Gardner Minshew train, and I still am, to be honest. And, and really, I think he could have a big game here. I really do. Um, but there is just that weird feeling for me that. This is one of those spots where I guess if Sam Darnold's toenail issue is is not a problem, um, if he's on the field and he plays, I, I just think there are some spots that the Jets could exploit here on this Jags mm-hmm. defense without Jalen Ramsey, as we know now. Um, and maybe knowing that they are kind of being laughed at and all this stuff, maybe this is a spot where we see the Jets come out and play not great, but maybe well enough to get this win. I'm not. I couldn't find any other upsets that I was comfortable mm-hmm. with anywhere else, and so I'm like, all right, I have to pick one somewhere. I'll go with this one. Um, not confident about this in any way, as you can tell, uh, but I'm willing to take a chance on the Jets winning this game. Yeah, I mean, the, it's not a crazy one. Like, I'm not going to call you crazy for picking that <laughs> game. I, I I can see it happening. I don't. Uh, Jacksonville isn't an elite team. They're you know yeah. we they're not they don't play on top of their game every single time. And th- I mean, if there is one thing that the Jets can do is they've defended the run pretty well. And yeah. obviously, the the Jaguars rely quite a bit on Leonard Fournette and getting that running game going. On the flip side, if the Jags defense hasn't has done something not well, it's been defend the run at times and. Uh, we saw it uh, going back to some of their previous games, and I, I guess Le'Veon could have a huge game. This could be his finally a breakout game for him. And it, we're only two weeks removed from the Jets beating the Cowboys, even though the Cowboys yeah. looked like a whole different team that week. I mean, I, I, it's still in the realm of possibility. I, I'm going to pick the Jags. I, I don't yes. think, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to cover it. I think the six-point spread is a little high. I, if I was betting on the on the spread, I would go with the Jets here. I do think it's going to be a closer game. I, I just think, you know, I, I still don't trust that Jets offensive line and the return to Saxonville. We've seen it a few times in these previous weeks. I think they're going to eat all day. Sam Darnold, I, I hope he responds and plays much better than last week. I, it really doesn't have to do much to play better than he did against the Patriots, but that's a product of how great that defense is and I think in this one I you know I, I just think the Jags are going to do enough to win but again I do not think you're crazy for making that pick <laughs> all right hear me out again here because the Jets are currently one and five if they win this game and move to two and five <laughs> I think there is an 
outstanding chance that the Jets could be eight and five. Let me tell you why. Because this is unquestionably, I don't have mm-hmm. to look at any other schedule for any team in the NFL. I can tell you that their next uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six games after this one is the easiest six game stretch of any team in the entire NFL. After they play at the Jags, they go to Miami to play the Dolphins. They come home to play the Giants. They go to the Redskins. They come home to play the Raiders. They go to the Bengals. They come back home to play the Dolphins. Yeah. So, I mean, think about this. If the Jets win this game, they are. this is where you build your momentum. So maybe I don't feel as crazy anymore because if they are – and even if they don't win this game, I guess they could still be 7-6. Yeah. Um, it's could crazy. Be good enough. 9-7, yeah. 8-8, and, eight and, eight and the AFC could get you in. I tell you, that's why I think this is almost – it is a pretty big game because if you can steal a win like this and then you get that upcoming schedule where, you know, you've got home games against the Giants, the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Dolphins – you, I, it's so crazy to think about, but this is one of those where we've seen it before with teams where they get completely blown out the week before, and then maybe they kind of have a turning point. Um, if the Jets can at least just play well in this game, let's say they don't win, but they play pretty well, uh, they could be able to do a lot of things uh, here moving forward. But again, we're, we're saying that about a team that's one and five right now. Uh, <laughs> but now that they do have Darnold back uh, and that he's not playing the Patriots uh, again this season. Um, you, you maybe feel a little bit better about where they're at. So we'll see. Uh, big game, though, for the Jets. Uh, and because Not just because they are my upset pick of the week, uh, which puts pressure on any team, but because they could really use a win here ahead of that, that upcoming schedule. So, um, all right, next up is the Panthers at the 49ers. And the 49ers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. And this one, uh, full disclosure here, uh, Dylan had this as his upset of the week, and just I like I tried to explain my upset of the week a minute ago, I'm going to let him explain why this was almost uh, his upset of the week here. I mean, in terms of the Panthers, I, I you know, early before the season started, I talked to them about them as a team that I really considered for a playoff berth, and at this point, if I could, you know, slide out. I mean, there's a couple teams I'd have to slide in. It'd probably be the both of these teams, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd definitely slide out the Falcons. And the Panthers, I really believe in that defense. That's where it all kind of starts. I, you know, their offense has been great um, in certain spurts. But in some of the games where they have struggled, that defense has carried them to wins. I think they're, they've are they been one of the bigger surprises for me. And one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. But why I did flip this, I looked at just overall stats, but then also DVOAs. Everyone knows I always cite it. They're 30th in rush defense DVOA. The 49ers mm-hmm. On rush offense, I mean, not a surprise that they're right in the top of, of all the teams in the NFL. Um, so I, that's the one thing that I have going here. I do think the 49ers will be able to, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. That was kind of going into the game. I was thinking about, you know, Garoppolo hasn't looked amazing, but you know, last week it's the elements. But overall, they, they have such a great scheme that kind of puts him in places to succeed, and he hasn't been incredible. And I kind of thought, you know, maybe the Panthers' defense with what they're able to do through the uh, stopping the uh, pass and all that, they'd be, find a way to get this one done. Christian McCaffrey we would be able to eke enough points out but I think the combination of that matchup where the 49ers and we've seen them gash some teams with their running game I think that matchup on that side combined with the fact that the 49ers defense is just flat out 
Charlotte Wheat is why I did switch back. I don't know if they're going to cover again. I, if I'm if I'm betting here, I'm probably betting on the on the money line for the Panthers. Maybe I'm betting just on the Panthers. I, uh, yeah, for the money line, just in terms of you know the, the possible winnings, because I, I do think it's a closer game than a five point five spread merits. But uh, you really just you know early in the season, it took us a sec to get on the 49ers bandwagon. I almost picked them to beat the Rams. I regretted it. I felt confident about picking them to beat the Browns when they blew them out. And I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to jump off their bandwagon until I see them lose because that defense is just so good. And it's, it's going to be a tough matchup for them. I think this is going to be one of the bigger challenges they've faced, though, as a team. The 49ers, a lot of, a lot of easy games on the schedule outside of the Rams. So we'll see how they uh, respond in this one. Yeah, and the Niners have about 37 running backs at this point that seem to <laughs> you know have 100-yard games and contribute in some way. Uh, and like you said, maybe have an opportunity uh, to run well uh, here in a game like this. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm on the 49ers bandwagon now. Um, it's faring a little bit better thus far than me jumping on the Bengals bandwagon to start the season. Um, so I will stay on the 49ers bandwagon here and pick them in this game. I, I do like the Panthers, too, like you said. They're, they're a team that certainly I think for a lot of people have played much better without Cam Newton, and I don't think we probably foresaw that coming uh, mm-hmm. just based on you know knowing what we knew about the, the team going into the season and, and cam was seemingly healthy and ready to return um and yet kyle allen stepped in and, and hasn't been you know he hasn't put the let, lit the world on fire with numbers or anything but they've won games in a lot of senses so uh yeah it's definitely one where this could be one where you look at it and say eh, maybe this is a spot uh for the Niners uh, here to maybe slide back a little bit, but no, I, I'm going to take them. Uh, should be a fun game, though. There's no doubt. Um, all right, this next game should be pretty fun, too, but uh, I think that we probably had a consensus on who we're going to pick. The Oakland Raiders are at the Houston Texans. Uh, the Texans are seven-point favorites in this one. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson is, is really good. Maybe he didn't have his best game against the Colts. Uh, for the Raiders, for the problem is that I could probably make a case for the Raiders to, to mm-hmm. pull off an upset here. I mean, we you know we saw what they did against the Colts several weeks ago. Um, you know, they just got Aaron Rodgers uh, against the Packers. Like offensively, yep. the, the Raiders <laughs> looked okay. Um, and here, I think the Raiders have a chance to look okay here too because um, you know the Texans defense, as we keep saying, that they still have got some things they've got to get worked out. But the problem is. It seems like Josh Jacobs, who has that shoulder injury, John Gruden said on Wednesday, I believe, you know, it's a it's a legit injury, and he's played through mm-hmm. it. He'll be questionable for this game. If Josh Jacobs doesn't play, maybe that, that certainly gives the Texans a, a bigger boost. I'm still going to pick the Texans here. Uh, but this game could be a little bit more interesting maybe than people yeah. think. Yeah, I almost went with the Raiders just kind of as, you know, like to have one pick a week that's kind of out there a little bit more yeah. than the others. and. I just couldn't get away from thinking about Deshaun Watson against the Raiders secondary. I really yeah. just could not stop thinking about it. They obviously just trade one of their best cornerbacks to the Texans uh, going into this game <laughs> and Gary Conley. So I, I don't know if that how we're gonna what Oakland's gonna be able to do with their pass rush against the Texans and you know obviously an offensive line that struggled at points, but it has played better in spurts at certain points last week. You see Deshaun Watson, even though they lose, he makes so many plays on his own, and I just think the the Raider defense is so bad at defending the pass. Yeah. And the Texans, if they can do anything well on defense, it's defend the run. I, I do think it's going to be a shootout. Derek Carr uh, played quite well, like you said, against the uh, Packers. If he doesn't have that fumble play, it's a, a completely different game, or at least a closer one, and at the very least. And I, I think he's going to be able to put up points again this week. I just, I just can't really pick against Deshaun Watson and this one at home and uh, bouncing back. The Texans are a team that, for everything you know, we talk about Bill O'Brien, but this is a team that has 
against teams they should beat they've played better they've you know, they there aren't really a team that uh, lets losses carry over instead they look like a team that bounces back and i just think we're going to see them come out here and probably win this game comfortably but i, I again i you know if, if deshaun has you know makes a couple uh, critical errors the raiders have enough firepower we saw them go into indianapolis and win they're they're a team that still at three and three i don't really know exactly what to make from them well maybe we'll learn a bit more here if they're able to get a win in houston yep uh, should be i think this would be one of the more entertaining games that we got especially if josh jacobs does play um because like you mm-hmm. said two capable offenses but you know seeing what aaron Rodgers did against the raiders and, and knowing what deshaun watson's capable of and the texans are not going to be happy coming off of that loss against the colts um so you feel like that the texans are in a good spot here to potentially pick up a big win in this one all right uh this is the one for a lot of people maybe sort of a, a game of the week type of game um, as the Cleveland Browns hit the road to take on the New England Patriots. Um, I don't know. The Patriots are 13-point favorites in this one, so uh, maybe not a game of the week uh, in a sense of being competitive. Uh, I mean, look, I'm picking the Patriots here. I don't I don't know why anyone would pick against them at this point, um, unless you're Jarvis Landry. Yes, uh, who, I was going to say. <laughs> who is apparently guaranteed a win. Um, that's, that's honestly, that's where I'm at now with the Browns. The Browns talk a good game at certain points, but the fact is the Browns are 2-4. and four. And, and I think we're back at that scenario where we, we took all the hype we had on them, and we were part of that hype going into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you looked at them on paper, this was a team that you felt like was capable of a lot of different things, and certainly they still are. They've only played six games. Um, but at a certain time, you've got to stop reacting to the criticism uh, and actually go out and, and play consistently and win games. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where we're at with the Browns here. Um, because again, the, the likelihood is that they're going to fall to two and five here. And what do you, what do you do after that? Um, it isn't about talking your way out of it. You've got to do something different. Yeah, they've had the buy here to focus on the Patriots. That's great, but the Patriots are ridiculous. And if you mm-hmm. see as, as well as that defense is played, um, they're going to cause some trouble here for Baker Mayfield. Um, so. I don't know. Again, I I feel pretty confident in this one, um, and maybe mm-hmm. that's sort of the death blow for, for the Patriots. But um, <laughs> I, I think this is uh, I don't know. Like I almost made this my lock of the week, and I'm not even gonna lie yeah. because the, the Patriots are on another level, and the Browns just um, I don't know. I want to believe in them, but I just don't see the consistency yet with them. If the Browns are gonna win. I mean, just I'll get get out real quick. I'm going to pick the Patriots, obviously. But if the Browns are going to win, they're going to have to keep this a, a lot lower scoring game. We have seen the Patriots offense at certain points come out and look just flat. And if, if they don't come out and play well, the Browns have enough talent on their defense to force pressure. Uh, yeah, that's going to be one of the biggest things. If Miles Garrett can get to Tom Brady, that causes a lot of issues for what the Patriots are doing right now. They... You know they had they still always find a way to get things done we see them converting third down after third down against the jets i have to believe the browns defense is a little better at this point and on the foot on the flip side the, the patriots i mean they are so good against the pass the, the browns i don't think they're going to be able to throw the ball over the place they're going to have to run and nick chubb and if the browns offense you, you look it's kind of a it's crazy to think with all the talent that pass offense has but the offensive line it really takes a toll they're 30th in pass offense dvoa in cleveland with all the talent they got it's it's shocking but they're fourth in, in run de- offense and <laughs> nick chubb's a great uh, great option to have and uh, you know in this game uh, getting kareem hunt back i believe right again so you're gonna have two kind of weapons here against the patriots and 
I, if, I, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be able to win, but I could see them controlling the clock. You can keep kind of flipping the Patriots st- uh, strategy against the Chiefs onto its head by keeping Tom Brady off the field, keeping that offense on the field, maybe tiring out a Patriots defense that's used to getting three and outs, forcing turnovers quick. If the Browns are going to win. They're not going to be able to, they're not going to be throwing the ball a lot. If they fall behind early, which I think is very likely impossible, they're going to have to throw and it's going to be a big issue. And uh, Baker's going to struggle not only with that pass rush, but that secondary is so good. So if Cleveland's going to make this a, a possible game of the week, I don't think it's going to be one of your uh, games in the 30s. I think it's going to be kind of like a 17-14 kind of game. But no. um, I, I don't anticipate that happening. If I had to predict, if I had to bet one way or the other, I'd probably still pick the Patriots to cover because <laughs> they always find a way to do it. Yeah, and the Browns offense, like we said, you compare us from their scoring, how many points they're scoring. I mean, they're averaging 20 points a game. Um, and you look at some of the teams ahead of them right now, it's just mm-hmm. like – why is this offense where it is right now? I mean, they should be better than this. Um, and then you put them up against the best defense in the NFL. And so you have some worries there uh, for sure about the Browns, and that's why I'm just – I'm in no way confident. And I was in no way confident before, but after Jarvis, Jarvis Landry guaranteed the victory, I think raise this, <laughs> raise this line to 20 and I'm okay. Like I, I, I'm sorry. You don't do that to, to the Patriots. I think everyone should have learned by now. And you've got mm-hmm. Mohamed Sanu there now, one of my most underrated players in the NFL in recent years. I've just, I think this guy. Yeah, yeah, sorry, 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 Julio. Um, you weren't the one that was <laughs> able to get out. But uh, for for Sanu, I, I think they're going to use him. He's going to be a great fit there for me um, because I think he's had the talent, and we've seen. I mean, he's again, he's just sort of flew under the radar there with the Falcons, and, and but he's mm-hmm. always played a big role in their passing game. Um, and now, you know, you plug him in, knowing Josh Gordon uh, not going to play for the Patriots again, it seems like. And so you plug him in with Edelman. Uh, both those guys, uh, what they're able to do over the middle of the field stuff, oh, I think they're going to be in good shape. Then you got Dorsett and Jacoby Myers playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. Nikhil Harry's back. I mean, this, yeah, there you go. There's all the reasons why I think the Patriots are going to win this game. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, next up, the Packers and the Chiefs. That's the Sunday night game uh, at Arrowhead. The Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Um, I'll tell you, Dylan, I, I almost made this my lock of the week, to be honest, yeah. um, because eh, I just don't I, – I, I, don't, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it for the Chiefs. I, I don't know how they're going to be able to – combat what Aaron Rodgers does um and I don't know whether that I mean certainly it says a lot about the fact that Patrick Mahomes is probably not going to be the quarterback in this one although you get all that you know just I love it because all week we're like Matt LaFleur is like well I don't know he's back in practice um how are we preparing for them it's just that there's a lot of different things that go into this uh I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to play um so no. that that adds <laughs> the element of okay Matt Moore's the quarterback but like you've said many times this Chiefs defense just we still see the the flaws and the weaknesses with this defense mm-hmm. and when you see what Aaron Rodgers just did to the Raiders which is probably a worse defense but I don't know you know I mean how much better the Chiefs defense is uh, than some of these others we talk about uh, it's just I don't know how you pick against Aaron Rodgers in prime time here in a game like this where you feel like the Chiefs may be chasing points um, and doing mm-hmm. it without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I got to go with the Packers in, in the matchup without Mahomes. This I, it's so disappointing in terms of just I, obviously the most important thing really is Mahomes being healthy for the long haul. Yeah, if I'm Kansas City, there's no way I'm playing him, even if he feels like he can. I, I just don't yeah. after that injury and one week off. I know they had the extra few days because it was a Thursday night game, but you can't throw him out there. But just from a football perspective, that would have been so awesome to see these two guys <laughs> that 
so, uh, so many of the things they're able to both do are often compared to each other the ability to play off schedule th- make throws that just other guys just in the NFL cannot make against their body all over the place and down the field they're both two of the most fun quarterbacks to play uh, watching the NFL and I, I do think you know not having Mahomes maybe it go, flips the other direction I still might have picked the Packers though I mean they're this team is again where defense gave up some points to the to the Raiders but coming together between that defense being a top 10 unit this year and the offense clicking I mean they're they're a really scary team they're you know right there at the top of the NFC really and uh, one thing in this game uh, for everything Kansas City we talk about their defense they're you know they are fourth in pass defense um the DVOA which is uh, crazy but they're one of the worst teams in the NFL against the run so Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones fantasy owners you guys have faced so many freaking just a loaded defensive fronts you're finally going to play a team that cannot defend the run I anticipate them both having big days I think the Packers are going to as much as they want to let Aaron Rodgers just fling the the ball around I think they're going to establish the run here and really just kind of take the same philosophy so many teams have had success with against uh, Kansas City Uh, you know working off that I think Rodgers will still have a big day and Kansas City uh, yes Andy Reid will be able to probably scheme some things open for Matt Moore they'll be able to put up some points but at the end of the day I think the Packers are just too good starting to click right at the right time now uh, through this some of the tougher games in their schedule i think green bay is going to win this one i think they're going to cover yeah and think about it i mean the, the chiefs are still five and two like you said you don't want to rush Mahomes back they're, they're still fine like even if they lose mm-hmm. this game they're five and three in a in a conference where you know the patriots are the patriots we talk about the bills being where they are but you know th- there's still a lot of sort of parity uh, I guess elsewhere, and you see kind of teams, especially as we know with the entire AFC South, we still have no idea who's going to win that division. Yeah. Um, so, so there's lots of opportunity. Um, and again, talking about the Browns and where the Ravens are, the Steelers, it's just yeah, there's a lot of different things. So they're they're still sitting in a good spot. Um, and then they get the Vikings next week. Um, then they have the Titans and the Chargers before the bye. But you expect Mahomes to be back. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he does come back next week or maybe he comes back for that game against the Titans uh, mm-hmm. in, in early November. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, you don't expect to see him on the field this week, and that makes the Packers a pretty confident pick here. All right, well, we wrap up with a confident pick. I'll tell you that. Oh, um, as the Miami Dolphins hit the road to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, 14 point favorites are the Steelers and and that should show you where the Falcons are because if I'm picking someone um else as a as a lock of the week (laughs) uh and not involving the Dolphins here um that should tell you but I I initially made this my lock of the week I think or this I don't know how many I've made my lock of the week at this point um but it it was on my list I actually forgot about this game Uh, sounds like you need to do a parlay (laughs) yes I, I should there you go Steelers minus 14 Saints minus 10 Seahawks minus three and a half boom there you go you're rich um but yeah this you know it is what it is here the Steelers defense which you and I we've talked about on this podcast um very underrated to this point we, we've been focused so much on the offense and and how it's looked without Ben Roethlisberger but their defense the ability for them to get sacks mm-hmm. um this is a prime time game at home and I'll tell you I <laughs> This, this line's 14. I think this is a completely one-sided game. I'm not just saying that for – well, I guess I am for, for the sense that the Dolphins aren't very good and coming off of that deflating loss to the Bills where the Dolphins felt like they had a chance to win this game. Um, now, I, I just – you know, I don't know. Like, I don't trust the, the Steelers passing game or anything, but mm-hmm. I, I, James Conner's injury situation, we don't really know. But any way you look at it, I don't really care who plays in this one. I think the Steelers take care of business and do it pretty convincingly. 
I mean, Pittsburgh almost beat the Ravens. We saw them come out last week and get a huge win against Seattle. I think they've they've really definitely, uh, on defense, taken some huge strides, as you mentioned. Um, and that Baltimore game forced a lot of turnovers from Lamar Jackson. Obviously, against the Chargers, they end up winning that one. It's a seven-point game, but it, it was pretty comfortable for most of the night. And in, here, I mean, uh, it's funny. It's almost like Monday Night Football has become the new Thursday night. They've yeah. kind of swapped in terms of the quality of games. Maybe not Redskins, Vikings, but we've had a, quite a few great uh, Thursday night matchups. Some of these Monday night ones have been real, yeah. real sleepers. I, I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, you're gonna, you got to be excited about getting a win here. I, I do. I picked Pittsburgh. I don't think it's going to be much of a game. Uh, you know, the quarterback situation for Pittsburgh is still going to be an issue, but they've been tr- proven that they've managed that and they have the structure in place to still produce points, still get drives going. And I think it all starts, though, with that pass rush on, their, on the flip side on their defense. They're going to eat again against the Dolphins. We saw they had eight or nine sacks against the Bengals. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in that ballpark again. Uh, Miami, uh, man, it just, they, it doesn't, uh, it's just the same, same old story with them at this point. They knew it coming into the season. We knew it. Everyone knew it going into the season. This is kind of what's going to happen. And for Pittsburgh, a much-needed win as they kind of navigate a schedule that's going to be pretty tough coming up at certain points and as they try to get back in the AFC playoff picture. But I think at this this one's one that they're not going to have any issue with cruising I, I could have picked it as my lock of the week as well I, <laughs> I i just don't know what miami's offense is gonna be able to do on monday night well for all the uh i guess dolphins fans who got really nervous last week thinking you're about to win a game um no no worries this week uh, i don't think you're gonna <laughs> i just I, I don't see it happening um but we'll see it's magic it's back at it again so we'll see you never know you never count this guy mm-hmm. out um so there you go uh all right that'll wrap it up there are picks for week eight of the season and uh on the next episode dylan we'll probably be talking about some trades i think um i don't Mm -hmm. know if that'll be i'm not sure exactly right before the deadline okay deadline's on tuesday yeah so maybe we'll talk about some rumors or maybe there'll be some that are already happening i'm sure there'll still be some trades Mm -hmm. going on uh, that we can talk about. Um, so we'll have that. And uh, as for everything else, Dylan, let them know where they can find all of our stuff. Yeah, for uh, the podcast, Establish the Past on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, any anywhere you listen, Google Play. We appreciate all the listeners and subscribers. We also now have the Cutting the Net podcast, which Blake is doing yes. with uh, Joseph. Yeah, so they, uh, college basketball fans, I, I know Joseph, or, uh, Blake already has his own <laughs> college basketball podcast, uh, but he has man. another one with Clutch Points. So you just, I, if you're, I mean, you can just go around all day listening to Blake talk if you really want. So he's <laughs> got a nice, soothing voice for you guys. So yeah, that podcast, uh, you guys have done one episode right so far correct and yeah have another one probably coming up soon and then we have uh last night we just had the uh, battle for la podcast recorded so we uh with it's all our two clipper and laker insiders uh tomer and uh, ryan so a lot of good content on the podcast uh, front in terms of nfl content you can go to our app follow games and the scores page under the nfl tab all the news all our articles show up there as well on the website uh, go to the nfl tab for all of our nfl content search fantasy football for all our fantasy content we have some articles especially with a lot of fantasy trade deadlines coming up just like the real nfl uh we have some articles in terms of guys you can buy low sell high on so i uh, look for those we uh, you know obviously have the waiver wire pickups one and we're gonna have some more injury reports all sorts of stuff going into week eight here yep uh should be a big week in the nfl uh like we said lots of uh intriguing games and potentially one-sided games uh if you look at the vegas odds but yeah lots of great stuff over clutch points check all that out and we will talk to you guys next time here on the established the past podcast